Welcome everyone. We're excited to share some country wisdom with you. King Solomon had a thing or two to say about the path to wisdom. In Proverbs 4, he wrote, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Keep straight the path of your feet and all your ways will be sure. Join us now for Country Wisdom. Good to be with you today. Thank you for allowing us here at your restaurant. Well, thank you for coming. It smelled so good when I walked in and I went straight to the case where you have the goodies laid out and was pretty sure I was gaining weight just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works that way. This is all healthy food. Tell us the name of your restaurant so all the viewers can know. It's called Melange Eatery. A lot of people are a little confused about the word melange. It means a mixture or a variety, which is basically what we represent. My chef hubby and I, you know, come from different parts of the world and we integrate different flavors and spices in our food, but it's all plant-based. And I'll tell you folks, they're located in Medford, Oregon. It is great food. Come on by sometime. <laughs> I got, had to get a commercial in for you. Well, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> that. Any plug is, helps. <laughs> you bet. This is not always what you've done. Tell us a little bit about your life. It's definitely not what I've always done. <laughs> in fact, you know, most of my friends, um, at least at some point or another, bus tables or waitress somewhere, worked in a coffee shop. Working their or, way through college. Right, through high school and college, and I never did. I, I guess I was kind of intimidated by the whole thing. I always thought I was a little bit clumsy, or, or maybe it was my pride, who knows, but I just never worked in a restaurant, so I, it was a steep learning curve. I needed to learn everything from how to set up a POS system to how to what get What is accounts. a POS system? The system that actually keeps track of your sales and, you know, all the stuff that the accountant wants to know and IRS. But <laughs> yeah. you weren't too intimidated in early life because you ended up in the corporate world. Right, so I was, um, when I was told the scholarship came through for me, I was living in Switzerland, and... Tough place to live. Oh, <laughs> lots of hardships, <laughs> not really. It was uh, a very lovely place, and um, that led to living in Southeast Asia for quite a long time. Uh, it wasn't meant to be something that lasted year after year for almost 16 years is what, how long I ended up being there. It was just supposed to be a two-year stint. But you know, one thing led to another, and um, after I finished my degree, we, um, three others and myself, we co-founded a uh, consulting business. Some would call it a law firm because a lot of lawyers were in it. But we did um, lots of work, land due diligence projects, and. Uh, memorandums of understandings for different corporate clients and things that, you know, law firms typically do. You spoke, Talks I understand, about. many languages too. I, I speak a few. Um, experience and circumstances have... It's not bragging. <laughs> tell, tell me how many do you speak? Well, you know, languages are one of those things if you don't use it, you lose it. And uh, there are some I won't lose because they're just hardwired in my head. like. 
I was uh, born in Romania, so my birth language, Romanian, I'll probably never forget, which is a good thing. And uh, French was my second language, and I used it extensively throughout the time I lived in uh, Southeast Asia. I also went back to France. I was in France uh, as part of my one of my years in college. So it's another one I can rely on, and I won't lose it, even though it's probably at times a little bit less uh, used than other times. And along the way, of course, I learned German because I was in a uh, immigration camp in Austria. Um, my German. I studied German for four years in school, but again, you don't use it. There aren't that many German speakers that live in this area, and right. you know I could probably still read a little, but to have it come up where I could answer a question, right, might not be there. But it's in a dusty drawer at the very back of your mind. I'm quite sure of it. With a whole lot of other things. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I learned Thai and Khmer because I lived there as well. And, you know, but they're not. Are you feeling intimidated yet? (laughs) Well, you know, different people have different things in life. And you've done a lot of things in your life. That's what's amazing, too. You You were doing pretty good in the corporate world. Is that a correct statement? Well, you know. I've always been a go-getter. Um, my brother, my oldest brother, says that even as a little girl, I, so I was probably five, yeah, five, six years younger than him, I would walk around pointing with two, two fingers, not just one, and telling everyone how they needed to, so I guess bossy <laughs> is what he was trying to say. Um, I like to think of it as, you know, I, I knew where I wanted to go and I wanted to get there quickly. So I was always ready to instruct and make sure everybody was clear on what it is they needed to do to get there. (laughs) So um, corporate world, yes, I can say that from the world's perspective, we did really well. Um, A lot of our friends thought we were crazy. You were with the movers and shakers in the corporate world and you knew a lot of maybe big people, quote unquote. Yeah, by the world standards, certainly rub shoulders with people who are powerful, wealthy, the fit and fabulous, the pretty, the you know, all those kinds of people were part of the picture, got invited to the right parties, um, went to a lot of diplomatic circle type functions, went to actually one of the um, royal family weddings when I was in Cambodia, probably actually more than one, but one that was truly one of those unforgettable types of uh, events. And what did it all mean? I mean, you know, really, they're just people like you and I. And But so you had the nice cars, you had the nice house. Oh, absolutely. And the nice everything. The nice everything. In fact, uh, because things are so much more affordable, in places like Southeast Asia, you know, we had the life that had help in the home and chauffeurs and, you know, all the nine yards, everything, yeah. So you were apparently really happy because you had everything. Uh, (laughs) Really happy? No, uh, no. There were a lot of moments where I was really not very happy, but from an outside perspective, very you had it all. successful woman, absolutely. I could go where I wanted to go, dressed as I wanted to be dressed, anytime, travel to wherever, whatever part of the world, etc., etc. Yes, I had those things. 
but you said you weren't really happy? Um, I, I was, I think, confused a lot of time. Well, let, let and it was, it was a facade, you know? A lot of it is really just uh, trying to make sure that nobody, nobody really knows that you're just kind of a fraud and you're going as, as quickly as you possibly can through these different experiences trying to make everybody think that everything's okay, but no. The world is full of trouble and chaos, but sometimes the worst turmoil is inside us. The Bible promises that no matter how sinful, helpless, and wounded you are right now, God can fill you with a peace that goes beyond all comprehension. If you'd like to claim that promise, I'd like to send you a pamphlet called The Promise of Peace. It's absolutely free. Go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and request offer number 120 to order your copy today. For, for maybe some of our viewers, you had absolutely everything that people are striving to, to get happy, to, to gain happiness. I mean, you had the cars, you had the houses, you had the parties, you were the movers and shakers with the, the rich and wealthy and on and on and on and on. Yeah. But, so what was actually missing? Well, the, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know humility. I but didn't, you didn't know that you didn't know at the time, right? No, of course not. No, I mean, I grew up in a in a believing home, in a Christian home. I never met the Lord, though, and I didn't have a compass for what is really, truly important. You know, what what really leads to speak, sleeping peacefully at night or not worrying about things or... Um, just having that assurance that I have now. I mean, I, I live in a modest, you know, manufactured home in the country where That's I a change. never thought <laughs> I would ever enjoy living. But I have the stars at night and I have elk, you know, wild elk tra traversing the property at times. And I have just the most joyous moments. And I never thought those kinds of things would be what I would consider happiness, but they're just gloriously beautiful. So, so oh, where, did, where did the change come? When did it happen? How did it happen? Say I like don't know much about you. He said, she's got a story that you are <laughs> gonna want to hear. Um, and I love hearing how people, what made them do that turn. We've got polar opposites. What you're describing now is certainly not over here necessarily in the corporate world it can be but you've got something totally different how did that change so it was probably a gradual change i didn't really um ask, you know perceive the changes but little by little i started feeling a little claustrophobic uh surrounded by all the attorneys and all the clients who wanted everything perfect and done yesterday finished and I felt a need to do something more natural. So I first um, wanted to learn about natural medicine. And I decided, okay, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm gonna not be involved in this firm that I started anymore. I'm selling my shares, I'm out of here. And I studied natural medicine for a while in Australia. 
And I also felt probably a need to get out of Southeast Asia. So that was my first step away. And I was really feeling a disconnect from the spiritual, from my, from what gives us breath, you know, from God. But I didn't know at the time. I called it my, I didn't have a spiritual life. You know, I didn't understand what spirituality really was all about. So I got sucked into the New Age movement. And um, I was there for a while while I was studying homeopathy. Can you maybe unpack just a little bit New Age for people who may not? I mean, most everybody does now, but unpack it a little bit. Sure. Well, the belief in the immortality of the soul and, you know, just being the best you can be in this life so that you can be something much better in the next life, etc. But the goal is to to find peace and find enlightenment, you know, and and be as as clean and as pure and as as loving as you possibly can. But it's by you doing everything. It's not some outside force really. It's a do-it-yourself really. project. It's a do-it-yourself, which I failed at. I have to tell you, I really didn't know what I was doing and realized that with my every effort, I was actually becoming less happy. I was becoming more confused uh, because ultimately I was drawing further away from my maker. And so I was, I was bankrupt. So you're in Australia now, there, something must have happened uh, because you're not in that spot any longer either. No, so I was there on a student visa because like I said, I, was, I went there to study natural medicine and I was in a naturopathic college. And um, so I, I could have stayed in Australia had I chosen to. I was young enough then, because you know, Australia is pretty <laughs> specific with their immigration laws, etc. cetera. But, um, I also went through a very difficult divorce at the time, and I think that's what I really needed in order for the Lord to humble me. You know, I really fell hard because everything I had built that seemed perfect to me had crumbled. It, it was, like I, I had just said a few minutes ago, I was bankrupt and not financially. I was emotionally, and uh, spiritually bankrupt, and also socially bankrupt, because when you lose a marriage, you really are at a loss for your identity and your, your status all of a sudden. It affects seems... your social circle. Absolutely. And so the lady who's got two fingers telling everybody what to do, all of a sudden you can't. I, c I couldn't direct myself into how to get to the next step. The world is full of trouble and chaos, but sometimes the worst turmoil is inside us. The Bible promises that no matter how sinful, helpless, and wounded you are right now, God can fill you with a peace that goes beyond all comprehension. If you'd like to claim that promise, I'd like to send you a pamphlet called The Promise of Peace. It's absolutely free. Go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and request offer number 120 to order your copy today. The people of Jericho were a mess, terrified of Israel. We shouldn't have been. We should have been confident. 
Amorite warriors are fiercer and better trained than any others, and no army could take down the walls of Jericho. So why were we so afraid? Because they had Jehovah, a God like no other. I, I couldn't direct myself into how to get to the next step. So I got invited to a uh, talk, which I thought had to do with helping the environment, you know, activism related to environmental sort of pursuits. And I walked into this auditorium expecting someone to talk about those subjects. And instead, it was uh, a guy talking about um, prophecies from scripture. And I wasn't sure whether to leave right away. And I thought, oh, it's a little bit rude of me because I got there late. You know, it was my first, um, it was the first session, but I got there probably about 20 minutes into it. And I had gotten a seat kind of in the middle of a row. And I felt like, oh, it might be a little awkward if I just get right back up and leave. But it wasn't where I wanted to be. And, and yet, by the end of it, I thought, I've got to come once more. I knew it was a, sesh, a, a series, and I wasn't planning on attending the whole thing, but I had to just come one more time. So I did. I attended the second one. Had no idea who this person was speaking. It was in the middle of Sydney, Australia, and he had an American accent. I knew nothing about him. And then at the second one, I asked someone, so who is this person? Oh, you don't know who he is? I said, no, and I don't even know what denomination he represents, but he's saying things I've never heard. I thought I knew things about scriptures and, you know, but boy, I had a lot of learning to do. So I ended up attending every single episode or whatever he called them, probably, I don't know, 20 or some uh, such. You were hooked. I was hooked. And the third and fourth and fifth, I was bawling. Every time you said something, I'd be like just melting. And I thought, what is happening to me? This usually composed, you know, dignified woman. And I, I was just with my Kleenex and not wanting anyone to notice me in the back row, but boy, just eating it all up. And uh, by the end of it, I had gotten to know him a little bit. His wife happened to also be Romanian. Well, what a coincidence. <laughs> so of course, you know, when they got to know me a little bit, they said, well, we're coming to your home to visit you. And I thought, no, you're not. I am not. I'm too close for comfort. I'm not sure I want you in my world, you know. But they came, and uh, we became friends. And by the end of it, I learned that when they're not going around the world doing these seminars, they, they teach a Bible uh, Bible program. I'm not quite sure what, this, um, this what guy to I call know, it. He's, he was a, a punk skateboarder full of tattoos and spike orange hair, I think it yes. was, and, uh, <laughs> before he changed. That's him. Yeah. That's him, for sure. And what an intellect, you know, and the way he explained things, the way he was able to logically and methodically explain scriptures, I had never heard it that way before. I had never heard something that just really, truly appealed to the intellectual side. And I, I, I understood, I finally understood, and not just understood, but 
I submitted. I finally said, Lord, I've made a mess of my life. I don't deserve to be in the driver's seat of my life because look at what I've created. I need you to be here. I need you to be the driver's seat of my life. That's a beautiful analogy. I mean, that's the perfect analogy. So things right there in Australia totally changed for you. Well, they've begun changing. I attended uh, the Bible college that he was uh, leading, and it was just a three-and-a-half-month program. But that's when the Lord really worked on me because I went only to understand how do I even study this book? I've had a Bible before, you know, I, I kind of knew where things were in it, but I didn't even know, I didn't know how to pray. I had gotten that far away that I just, I felt unsure of how to even begin the process. Like, how do I start? I needed the ABCs. But I certainly wasn't going to talk to anyone about the Bible. I mean, God forbid. And that was an evangelist, evangelist and Bible college. And I thought, well, I'm going there for my purposes because I need to know how to open this book, where do I begin, what do I need to study, what does it mean, and how do I pray? But in order to evangelize, oh, that's for other people. There, you had no plans to share this with anyone else. No, 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 no. That, I wasn't about to. And here I am, years later, that was in 2008, by the way, that I went to that Bible college and left Australia in 2009, only made it back to the States in 2015. But here I am in 2019, deciding to open a restaurant and not for the business of it, but for the opportunities, you know, the divine appointments to allow the Lord to, um, to have us talking to people about him. You know, because we knew that that weird times were coming. Boy, we didn't know how how, how soon, how soon, right? Know how weird, yeah. <laughs> or how weird. Yeah. But we certainly knew that um, there would be plenty opportunity to talk to people about the changes that we're seeing in our world. You know, our world that we thought just a few years ago was you know limping along and kind of normal rate, and here it is now and full deception mode with so much misinformation, disinformation, and confusion. And so, yeah, those appointments are coming in uh, fast and furious, and we're uh, here primarily because we want for people to um, to ask us, why is it that you've set up there and you're still in here and you're, you still have the smile on your face? and. And, you know, even the location is just such a strange story. You're, but you look like you were about to ask me something. Well, we're running out of time a little bit, but I yeah. want to ask you, are you happy now in comparison to what you... You had it all, it seems, quote, all, but everything's changed. Are you really happy, and how much happier if you are? Oh, can we quantify happiness? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you I have peace that passes understanding. And I know that Which I'm... Which is hard to explain to anyone who has not met the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I know that I'm where the Lord needs me to be. And if you would have told me that someday I would be bringing food to people's tables, 
or busing cleaning tables or I, I would have said you're absolutely out of your mind you know I mean it was below my social status apparently even when I was in college <laughs> to work in a restaurant and here I am wanting to do this so that I'm in contact with the public so that I get to to have those conversations and I'm able to offer someone a book that has eternal value. See, in the couple of minutes we have left, you've got a worldwide audience right now to talk to. What would you tell them? Why, why should they accept and seek after what you've found? It is worth more than anything this world could ever, ever promise. You know, all that I, I was seeking for, there, it's just smoke and mirrors. It's just nothing. And the beauty that comes with knowing the Lord and working to, to steal people from Satan's kingdom and bring them to the Lord's house is, is the most gratifying, the most meaningful, and I would give up anything, anything that I ever acquired for people to also realize how important it truly is to work for the Lord. Because I do feel this is a ministry. It's not a restaurant, it's a ministry. Amen, amen. Gia, thank you so much for sharing today and God bless you and all oh, you thank do. thank you. I guess, you know, we're still at that time. We can shake hands, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you. You get trained out of those things, but thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Talking Donkey International is a worldwide media production ministry. We have a dream that can become a reality with your financial partnership. You see, Janice has been portraying great women of the Bible to churches and spiritual organizations for years. Now is the time to expand this work. Our goal is to produce a powerful 13-episode series called Women of God, set in a period of Israel during Bible times. The characters will virtually come alive, allowing you to witness how God has always empowered women who are committed to Him. God created a man and a woman to represent Him. It took both. Women have always been an essential part of the gospel message. With your help, we plan to bring to life the powerful stories of women like Deborah, the warrior and judge, Rahab, and the woman at the well. We also plan to create a series of corresponding Bible studies designed just for women. So please help us create Women of God. The opportunity is now. Another film group has invited us to join them in Morocco to participate in the filming of the Book of Judges. The studios in Morocco are where many of the great biblical epics are being filmed today. Something that would normally cost us in excess of $300,000 will only cost us team travel, gear, crew expenses, and final editing costs. Total cost will be about $89,000. That's a major saving. I love finding a bargain. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the GoFundMe link is on your screen. Help inspire God's women today. And thank you so much for your prayers and financial support. Thank you for watching. Join us again for another exciting country wisdom. See you next time.